I'm Nidhi Tiwari. And I'm Billy Samoa. And this is Relearned. There's one thing that we do as human beings that if we could bottle it up into pill form, it would be the most magical medicine ever. And that is laughter. Laughter is this beautiful part of being a human that we really don't think too much about unless we're a comedian and we're constantly thinking about how to make people laugh. But it has so many benefits. And we're going to talk about those benefits today as we dive in and relearn laughter. Yesterday, I met with David J.P. Phillips, who is an elite communicator. He teaches the skill and the art of communication. He's one of the most prolific communication experts in history, really, and definitely living today. I think he's ranked like number six in terms of speaking and communication. And one of the things he talked about was this idea of self-laughter and how that helps in communicating. It gives people a cue or an understanding that what I'm about to hear is interesting or funny or in some way meant to make me laugh. When you hear somebody chuckle or laugh to themselves, you can't help but to wonder what they're going to talk about or why they're laughing to themselves. So as we study this topic of laughter, one of the things that was really interesting to me is that laughter is not just about reacting and listening to something that was funny and almost laughing because it was funny. We actually can control our laughter and there's an amazing amount of benefits to both both reacting with laughter, but also almost proactively laughing on demand where you control your own laughter. So let's start there as we dive in on this topic of laughter. Nidhi, what is the number one thing that you've learned as you've studied and relearned laughter? What you were just saying, Billy, about self-laughter is really interesting to me because I've heard of this thing called uh, like laughter yoga. And laughter yoga is all about being able to Uh, Take a moment to just chuckle to yourself. And then by chuckling to yourself, now all of a sudden everybody else around you starts laughing. And then this is what increases endorphins and dopamine and all of these good, happy chemicals. And so it's really interesting and fascinating to me that we can almost sometimes artificially create the experience of laughter and that the benefits are just the same as if we were having like hearing a joke from somebody or if we were in conversation and they said something hilarious and you get that belly laugh that we can even recreate that experience on demand is is just really uh, something i hadn't ever thought about and not something that i'd ever tried and implemented now that being said I sometimes feel really awkward when I'm doing this whole laughter yoga thing because it does can sometimes feel a little bit artificial. But once you get the ball rolling, then becomes a genuine laugh and it is a feel good moment. So that was one thing that I thought was really interesting. The other thing that I found that was fascinating about laughter is that, and it makes sense to me as a speaker, that we use laughter as a way to be able to grab and maintain attention. And I see some speakers do this masterfully, where they create connection with the audience through a funny moment, through a self-deprecating joke, through an interesting observation, whatever the case may be, creating that moment of laughter and excitement and getting that belly laugh out of your audience not only helps to bring in their attention, but it forms a deeper bond and connection with the audience through that story and through that moment that you've shared with them. 
So I just think it's a, a fascinating technique to even utilize as a professional speaker because you don't want to ever make that joke that doesn't land. But when it does land, ah, oh, it can be a game changer for your talk. A hundred percent. And the other thing is it makes things more memorable. The fact that there's an emotion tied to this experience and laughter brings on an emotion, you're automatically going to remember something a whole lot more than if it was just said without any laughter or any humor. And so I love that you brought that up because what we often want to do in life is we want to enroll people in a way of thinking. We want to help people understand our thought process. We want to describe things or teach things or make sure people get clarity around an idea or a concept. And if all these things are true, and this is what we do in life, we influence others and those around us, we want them to remember what we're sharing. The other thing you talked about was endorphins. And I want to double click there because endorphins are our own internal painkiller, really. And we could turn these on and create these endorphins when we feed our body the oxygen that it needs. And laughter is kind of like another form of breathing, which is really interesting when we think about breathing. We don't often think about it in form of laughter, but actually it's very similar. And when we get this oxygen into our body, it naturally creates a whole lot of these endorphins, which acts as painkillers, acts as this body's response. The other thing that laughter does is it helps with giving us a stronger immune system. So it can help with pain and it could also help us avoid getting sick. So this is going back to this concept of it being almost like a, a pill, a magical pill. So I'm curious in your study and as you looked into the, the nuance there, what are some of the other physical, like we're going to get into the mental in a minute, but what are some of the other physical benefits that you've noticed either personally, and I've heard of, like you said, these laughter yoga or laughter clubs, like people are doing this proactively because of these benefits. What are some of the other physiological benefits? One of the biggest ones is that our stress response decreases as a result of laughter. So because laughter releases endorphins, it's a natural painkiller. What we find is that our blood pressure decreases, that we're able to get more oxygen into our lungs, to our brain, that our heart rate slows down. And laughter can bring on a relaxation response, which is fantastic. If we can hone in the skill of laughing and integrate this into various points in our day, it will actually help us to live healthier lives, which I think is really interesting. Now, also, when you think about all of the tension that we carry on a day-to-day -day basis, our backs are always super tense. Like I walk around the world, Billy, like my shoulders up to my ears almost, and just is like bracing myself all the time. When I'm laughing, all of that muscle tension dissipates and it feels as though it melts away. And this is, of course, backed up by the research and by science too, because laughter has been found to stimulate circulation, aid in muscle relaxation, and can reduce those physiological symptoms of stress. So we're not just talking about a healthy heart is tied to laughter. We're also talking about a healthy body is also tied to laughter and being able to embrace humor as a core component of your day-to-day -day life. You'd mentioned your immune system too, which that I didn't know about. So this is something that I relearned in this uh, process of researching this, that because our immune system is bolstered by laughter, it helps to actually release neuropeptides that fight stress and 
potentially more serious illnesses. I just think about that in the context of if all of us that have chronic illnesses, autoimmune conditions are going through various treatment modalities, if we can integrate a bit more humor, it may actually help us to maintain and and better treat our physical health symptoms uh, due to chronic illness. So I just think that's really interesting that it has that physiological impact. Yes, I'm so with you on this. And it's, God, it's so fascinating to relearn this subject. When you think about stress, which let's be honest, we live in this incredibly stressful world where we're constantly being bombarded with things that can contribute to a stressed state, a stressed environment, work, relationships, all these different things can cause immense amounts of stress. But when you laugh, it reduces the stress hormones in your body and it actually helps your immune system. And here's why. Stress can weaken your immune system, which makes you vulnerable to disease and sickness. But when you bring in laughter and it reduces those hormones, Guess what? Your immune system now has the bandwidth to fight off these other things. But if your immune system's constantly dealing with stress and is being burdened by this stress that's all encompassing, you're far less likely to be able to fight off these things that are coming your way. Laughter can actually boost T cells, which helps to diminish tumors, which is absolutely fascinating to me. The other thing that's fascinating to me is we are all creatures that want to be with other people. When we measure happiness, a lot of times happiness is measured by the people in our lives, by the connections that we have, by being around other people that we love. And so it goes to reason that when you bring in humor and laughter, it acts as a bonding mechanism, a connector, a tool to connect us as one human to another. So humor and laughter has a huge social benefit. It helps to create more positive communication between people. Even just sharing something as simple as a meme or a joke or a funny video, it helps connect us to that other person. So when we use humor, and sometimes even when we use humor in difficult or stressful or tricky situations, it can actually pave the way for a more healthy, well-rounded conversation. It can even help to diffuse tension when done in the right way. Right? You, you got to be somewhat mindful of doing it in the right way and that you're not gaslighting somebody inadvertently or making what is something very important to them somehow less important. However, if you could do it tactfully and if you could bring in humor, most conversations will benefit from it. I love that you said that, Billy, because that is such an integral piece of how I engage with my clients, with leaders that I work with. Whenever I'm working with a team as a speaker, I use humor all the time. In fact, it's actually part of my spiel that I give to my clients to make sure that we're the right fit is that I tell people that, you know, I'm not your run of the mill, like sit there and ask you, how does that make you feel? Like, that's just not my style as a therapist, that I crack jokes, we're going to laugh together, and we're going to do some hard work together too, including dealing with some of this past trauma that people come to see me to help resolve. And so by Having humor be a core component of our relationship, therapeutic relationship, business relationship, friendship, whatever the case may be, I find that the rapport builds so much more quickly and it's an opportunity to really connect on another level and that strengthens my bond with people. So I just really resonated with what you're saying because I have seen firsthand how humor can be a social lubricant, if you will, 
and help to really form meaningful connection to people. I love the way you put that. That's like a quote right there. It's a social lubricant. What helps you be more spontaneous? Humor and laughter, it gets you out of your head and puts you more in your heart, right? It puts you more in a place of joy and happiness, not in a place where you're overthinking and obsessing and ruminating. It also helps you lessen our natural tendency to be defensive. I think we often go through life where for whatever reason, we don't assume positive intent. It's the opposite. And I suggest, and I, I learned this from one of my previous bosses at Tesla's, assume positive intent. And if you're laughing and if you're able to look at things through a lens of laughter and through laughter, it helps you forget the resentment or the judgment or even criticism or doubt that could exist. I made a movie about ecstasy, okay? One of the things that ecstasy does is it lessens your inhibition. It gives you permission to do what you otherwise wouldn't do. Laughter does the same thing. It lowers your inhibition. We're holding back, right? We hold back so much. But when you laugh, it kind of lets that go and it washes away. So social lubricant is a perfect way of putting it. As we build connections with people, think about how you could embrace laughter and bring laughter into it. As I was doing this research, it, it dawned on me that there's so many people in my life that if all I did was send them a, a funny meme or even just a quick joke or some inside joke, what that allows me to do is reconnect with the people in my life who maybe I don't talk to on a regular basis. When I interviewed Jordan Harbinger, he said, go into your phone and go all the way to the bottom of the phone. Go to the text that's like five years old, six years old. You know, you haven't texted this person in a really long time and send them a note. But make sure when you do send them a note that it's not, it's not you're not asking for anything and you should make it abundantly clear that you're not asking for something. You're not trying to get them to join an MLM or some business opportunity or anything like that. You're texting to reconnect and to check in and to see how they're doing. So you could say like, nothing urgent, was thinking about you, just wanted to reconnect. It's been a long time. Hope you're doing well. Would love an update if you have some time. Something like that. And what this allows us to do is it allows us to reestablish these relationships that maybe are great potential relationships could be incredibly meaningful, could be a mutually beneficial relationship. It could be a business relationship. It could be a relationship where you get to connect with that person again and have a, just a great time being with them. Or it could be that they now are thinking about you and they may open up new opportunities for you, or maybe you open up new opportunities for them. And the reason I bring this up is that if you do an exercise like this, infuse some humor, make them laugh, give them an opportunity to remember that side of you, which is going to be an especially important draw to you being in their life again. You know, I think of humor as kind of like a love language, which I feel like you're speaking to in a way, Billy, that when you're able to utilize humor as a way to know, first of all, it shows that you know what the other person likes and enjoys. And I, like, as I think about my own friends and my own relationships with folks, so much of our conversations are GIFs. Like they're just hilarious <laughs> gifs that we send back and forth. I love that. And it's like, you don't even have to say anything. Like just you sending me that meme or that TikTok video or that gif of like Homer going back into the bushes is enough for me to like laugh and like get a giggle and also simultaneously know exactly that awkward moment that you're trying to communicate to me that you just had and you wanted to share with me. So I, I vibe with that so much that 
having that opportunity to connect and send that text message or that Instagram message to somebody that you care about with that GIF or that meme can really make their day and get a good chuckle for both of you. Well, here's something interesting. Laughter can actually help you look younger, mainly because it's an exercise of your facial muscles. We have all these muscles in our face that you we don't often think about. In fact, when I was interviewing David J.P. Phillips yesterday, we talked about there's like 5,000 different facial expressions. And of, of the communication skills that people possess, one of the areas where humans don't typically do very well, and he studied like 5,000 public speakers, is that they're not able to master their facial expressions. It's just not something that they think about. Their facial expression doesn't often match what they're speaking about, and it doesn't really help them communicate. It, it could, and it should. Problem is, most people haven't mastered it. It's, and mainly, it's because they haven't spent the time. It's just, there's other things like tone of voice that they've spent more time on, or gestures, or body language which is a lot of the things we think of with nonverbal communication. But your facial expression is another area that you can focus on. And now that I'm drawing attention to this, you're probably going to notice, does the facial expression, and and look at other people as well, right? Does my facial expression, but also does other people's facial expression match what they're talking about? And so when we laugh, we actually use about 15 facial muscles that come together and they bring this this kind of this glee in your face. And so laughing increases the blood supply in your cheeks, which ultimately nourishes the skin and gives you that glow that it's like, why do people smile? A Duquesne smile, a smile that's like, you could see it in somebody's eyes. You see that smile. It shows that you're, you're happy, you're elated. And people want to surround themselves like people like that. When you have that joy in your face, it creates this magical connection between you and other people and they can even hear it. Like when we're doing a show like this where we have it on video, but some of the people are just going to be listening. You can hear me smile. You can hear me, hear me with a smile on my face versus not, right? And I know I kind of changed the, the tone there, but point being is a smile and laughter helps with your face and can give help you light up, help you light up the room. I just started intermittent fasting, but I'm wondering if I should abandon ship to do the laughter diet because this sounds like a way easier way for me to stay in shape while also like lighting up the room around me, Billy. And I agree with you. I I love being around people, not to say that you have to be like toxic positivity or something, but I love people that are generally having a disposition where they're happy, they're connected, they're engaged, they laugh a lot, we joke a lot, right? Like, that's the vibe I want to surround myself with. And, and that humor can help to lighten your own mood. So from a mental health standpoint, that when we laugh, because those endorphins and dopamine, serotonin, all these good, happy chemicals are being released, it can actually help to alleviate depressive symptoms. It can help to moderate anxiety, trauma responses. And like you were talking about the incongruence that can sometimes happen when somebody's facial expression doesn't match what they're saying, whether they're a public speaker or just in conversation with you. You know, I find that part of what you learn to do really, really well when you have some of these diagnoses, particularly something like trauma, is you're really attuned to how people are, how much people are congruent in their responses. And I think it's something that's so important for us to be thinking about that our body language, our facial expressions, our demeanor should be reflective of our actual communication and what we're actually saying 
And we often don't pay attention to that. So if we can just incorporate more humor and laughter, not only are we able to better read and, and other people are easily read, but it also helps to bolster our own mood and mental health and well-being, which I love that. Anything that can help with that is a win. A hundred percent. And you touched on this a bit, which is it's got some amazing benefits to our physical health and even longevity. And if you think about it, this seems may seem obvious, but we forget when we laugh, we're actually using a lot of muscles, not just our facial muscles, but also our stomach, our abs, our abs are flexing. So if you ever have a very like good belly laugh, you'll remember that that's actually moving your body. You're actually getting a little bit of exercise. Now, this doesn't necessarily replace the gym, but studies have shown that if you laugh 10, 15 minutes a day, it's going to burn calories, 40, 50, 60 calories in a day. You do that over the long haul, you're actually seeing some true health benefits, not to mention the breathing that happens, right? The respiratory muscles, those are flexing as well. And so when we're using these muscles, you, I'm sure you've been to some comedy clubs where you just laughed so hard, where you almost like, <laughs> like I've laughed so hard at some comedy clubs where it's like, am I going to die right now from laughing? Because like you're, you're almost out of oxygen. But guess what? That is so good for you. It's so good to get that breathing. I think, by the way, we should do a whole episode just on breathing and the importance of breathing. Maybe that'll be our next one because it's so vital. I mean, it is literally the lifeblood of our life is... I mean, do yourself a favor. Take a breath right now. Take a big breath through the nose. You, I mean, you feel it. You feel it. And when you laugh, you feel it too. You'd mentioned earlier, Billy, this idea of laughter helping you to remember. And I think if anybody's like me, I have terrible memory. And if you've got anything else going on, like trauma, it definitely affects your memory. And I think about how like so many of us move through the world with stress responses as our primary way of navigating, right? Like, our bodies are constantly flooded with cortisol, that we're feeling overwhelmed, stressed, especially as we're talking around the holidays. Uh, like It's just a lot to have to try to balance and take in. And the idea that laughter can not only help to reduce cortisol levels, but can also help you to remember things more, as in research has found that the hippocampus, which is the part of the brain that's responsible for memory, is actually more active and is able to retain more information. And it makes so much sense to me because as a neuroscience nerd, I think about how cortisol affects our brain and that it affects our rational thinking center, which is called our prefrontal cortex. And so as cortisol levels go down, as you integrate humor and laugh and connect with people, that now all of a sudden the parts of the brain that were previously diminished as a result of that stress hormone are functioning way, way better. And no wonder then we're able to retain information in a training. We're able to come away with more resounding points, things that resonated with us. It's all because it's working on a brain level. And I didn't know this before. I didn't realize that laughter actually engages the hippocampus and is able to help us to remember more. So I just think that that's really interesting. Yes. And I've seen this firsthand because when I was doing training at Tesla and Solar City. I vividly remember the difference between the trainings that we did that didn't have fun and laughter producing activities versus those that did. Okay. So what we did and we integrated very early on 
was a more gamified and fun environment that contributed to tons of laughter. And I think the through line and the connection point between why laughter stimulates better memory is exactly what you've just illustrated. It's brain science. The hippocampus, which we've already discussed in a previous episode, is where your memories really come together. And so when you create this emotional connection between whatever you're learning and the experience, it heightens that experience. And also, it makes you pay more attention. Think about it like this. We as humans are designed physiologically to pay attention to things that are different. Why is this? Well, if we paid attention to everything, our brain would be constantly on alert, which is wasted resource. It's too much activity that's not necessary. The other side of that equation is if there's new information, we have to be alerted. Why? Because it could harm us. We might be in risky territory. And if we're in risky territory, our main goal in life as a human is to survive, right? Our survival instincts kick in and we're automatically alerted. For the same reason, I don't remember driving to and from work or to and from school, and likely you don't either because we're on autopilot. It's the same thing over and over and over again. It's like, why do you remember vacations? Because it's new. It's new stuff. You're seeing and experiencing new things, creating that emotional connection. It's more memorable. It's new. Our brain is waking up, essentially. And what laughter does is it wakes up your brain. It gives your brain a little rattle and says, hey, pay attention. This is fun. This is new. This is exciting. We want you to learn. We want you to be more present than you otherwise would be. So as we wind down here, and there's a few other things that I want to talk about as it relates to laughter. So we've talked about the physiological effects of laughter, and all of this accumulates into some incredible long-term benefits, notably that you live longer. Laughter actually helps you live longer. How does it do this? Well, it does this because you're taking in all of this oxygen, which is helping to stimulate your heart, your lungs, your muscles. And as we've discussed, it increases the endorphins that are released in your brain. And so a study in Norway showed that people with a strong sense of humor actually outlive those who don't have much of a sense of humor. And what was really interesting about this study is it was even more noticeable in those who are battling cancer. So as you know, I think many of the listeners know, my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer earlier this year. And I try to bring as much laughter into the house as possible. Yes, it's stressful. Yes, it sucks, right? It sucks. Nobody wants to go through this. But at the same time, if we just let it defeat us, and if we just allowed that to rule the way in which we react and respond, we're going to actually make things worse instead of make things better. So as we think about this long-term benefit of laughter and, and how we could bring more laughter into our lives, and it gives us this even more years to enjoy life, one of the areas that I know you're deeply curious about, as am I, is this area of sleep. So talk a little bit about how laughter helps with sleep. Well, research is showing that laughter and sleep are very much uh, intertwined in the sense that it's the secret to a good night's sleep is actually having a good belly laugh before you go to bed. And I feel like this is justifying 
the TikTok hole I fall into every evening before I go to bed, <laughs> where I'm just laughing at all of these videos. Because it, it really does help me to get into a good mood. A neurophysiologist named Dr. Ramlakan uh, found that because laughter decreases stress hormones and relaxes your muscles, it can actually be a key component of sleeping soundly. And so I just think that if we can build in, we have everything else in our lives scheduled. We have our work day scheduled. We have uh, all of the things we have to take our kids to, right? All of these extra activities are scheduled into our calendar. We should probably start scheduling before bedtime, maybe 15 to 20 minutes for you to just laugh, watch something that's entertaining, have a conversation with your partner or with your kid if you have kids, and get a good belly laugh in and see how that positively affects your sleep cycle. Well, yeah, because I mean, it's just like anything. When you do something active, yeah, it might wake you up for a little bit, but ultimately it, it can be somewhat exhausting. Same thing with laughter, right? You're moving your back, your legs, your stomach. It, it's You're exerting some energy and that actually can help you with the sleep. It, my wife often gets a little bit restless, right? When she's going to bed and it becomes challenging for her to stay asleep or fall asleep. And so one of the things that helps, as you've pointed out, is how do we do something that's going to give us a better chance to get a good night's rest? So we covered a lot of ground in this episode, and I think we really illustrated how and why laughter is such a magical part of our life and the benefits that it has. It's just absolutely extraordinary. So what I'd love to do is we round out, maybe let's talk about some of those key points that we talked about here and even give some suggestions or ideas. One of the things you just said, I'll kick it off here, is schedule laughter into your day. You joke that, you know, giving yourself permission to watch more TikTok videos, but guess what? If it's working, great. Do more of it. Like, figure out what works. What's going to help you be more? Laugh more. And so I'll do that. And then I'll also say, actually make it a priority. How do you make it a priority? Go to that comedy club. Watch that comedy. Hang around funny people. Sorry, I'm doing so many right now. So I'll let you do it. Why don't you give us a give us a few and we'll we'll just sort of do a lightning round of ways you could bring more laughter into your life. Well, one of the first that comes to mind is that, you know, a, a takeaway for people listening is that if you want to be creative, then you're going to have to schedule in that time to laugh. And so studies that were conducted by Stanford University found that laughter is actually the result of connecting two seemingly disconnected things. And if you really think about what creativity is, that's the basis of creativity. So my tip for people is if you want to be more creative, if you want to get yourself into a headspace where you're thinking imaginatively and coming up with uh, different solutions than what you would have originally anticipated, start to bolster that by creating more laughter in your life. Integrate humor into your creative process and see how your ideas blossom as a result of that. You control your brain chemistry more than you might imagine. And yes, there are some things that can happen subconsciously or unconsciously, but you also, it's not binary, you also can stimulate your own brain chemistry. I keep coming back to this interview that I had with David yesterday. What he realized is he was depressed for 17 years. And about six years ago, he went on a walk with his wife and he experienced something that he hadn't really experienced before. And that experience was happiness. His wife actually told him, hey, I think what you're feeling is happiness. And so what he realized after that point was that he could, in a way, and the way he phrases it is hack his own depression. And I'm not saying that 
you don't need help if, if you're clinically depressed. But what he's allowed himself to do is put himself in a state by manipulating and bringing on his own brain chemistry, whether that be oxytocin or endorphins and avoiding things that maybe are going to be the opposite, like cortisol or adrenaline and putting himself in a state where he's more positively uplifted. And so laughter does that same exact thing. So here's a to-do for you. Figure out what will put you in an elevated state. Figure out what are the types of things. Is it going for a walk? Is it laughing with some friends? Is it watching certain shows? What is it that's going to put you in an elevated state and give you the best opportunity to teach your brain to make you happy? It sounds crazy, but it's true. You actually can do it if you're proactive about it. A lot of this comes down to being conscious and intentional about what you do. So if you haven't ever thought about the laughter in your life, keep a laughter diary. That's the other tip. Keep a laughter diary. Remember those times when you do laugh and make mark it down. Put it in your book. Put it in your journal. Right? If you already write a journal, already have a diary, write down when you laughed and why you laughed. And then you can revisit that by doing that same thing another time. Awesome tips, Billy. I feel like I've learned so much. I've relearned a ton when it comes to laughter. And I'm honestly excited to be able to create my own laughter journal where I'm starting to be more intentional and keeping track of these experiences. And I hope that those of you who are listening today also relearn something about yourself and about laughter in your life. Stay tuned for next week's episode. And thank you so much for tuning in to Relearned. If you enjoyed the insights and perspectives you've gained from Relearned, please consider following the show on your favorite podcast platform. We're grateful for your support, and we look forward to being a part of your transformational journey. 